WABC Radio is proud to celebrate 100 years. From October 1st, 1921, to music radio, to talk radio's crown jewel, worldwide and beyond. WABC. And WLIRFM Hampton Bays. The rooster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. President Biden responds to Russian President Putin's ordering of nuclear deterrent forces on high alert as the Russian invasion of Ukraine enters its sixth day. President Biden's under fire from Republicans at the state nominating convention out in Nassau County. The GOP is criticizing the Biden administration's response to the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Worldwide financial sanctions on Russia are causing financial chaos in Russia. The value of the ruble has plummeted and billions in Russian accounts are frozen. The latest on fighting in Ukraine. A 40-mile-long caravan of Russian troops is seen outside the capital of Kiev. A new poll finds Americans support sanctions imposed on Russia, but many say they want the U.S. to do more to help Ukraine as attacks by Russian forces continue. U.S. President Joe Biden is downplaying Russian President Vladimir Putin's threat of nuclear war. Putin announced he's placed his country's nuclear forces on a state of special combat readiness. Mr. President, should Americans be worried about nuclear war? No. He was asked by a CBS reporter there. U.S. officials said Monday there is no need to change the country's nuclear alert level. Meanwhile, satellite imagery shows a 40-mile Russian military convoy marching towards the Ukraine capital of Kiev. Some Republican lawmakers are urging President Biden to consider implementing a no-fly zone over Ukraine. However, the administration has ruled that out. The New York State Republican Convention, it's underway out on Long Island. The GOP attacked President Joe Biden's Democratic administration over its response to the invasion of Ukraine by Russia. Here's former New York Governor George Pataki. We have a weak president who has failed to defend our allies at times of desperate need. Republicans return for the second and final day of the Republican state convention today. The GOP will officially nominate the party's picks for governor and lieutenant governor. Ukrainian-born New York City Councilwoman Ina Verenkov is slotted for a top speaking spot during today's program. Well, Russia's financial system is in chaos. Financial sanctions imposed by the United States, Western allies, the U.K. and the European Union are crippling the ruble following Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Here's Democratic Virginia Senator Mark Warner. We've seen these financial sanctions at the level of almost uh, financial war. If Russia builds up all these billions, but you can't settle in dollars because that becomes the, uh, the currency that generally these energy settlements are made in, um, that's a good sign. 
The ruble plunged Monday after the U.S. and its allies cut Russia off from roughly $600 billion in reserves held by the Central Bank of Russia and cut ties to SWIFT, the global financial banking system. The sanctions also cut off Russia from access to the U.S. dollar as its value climbs. Well, Russian forces continue to shell Ukraine's second largest city, Kharkiv. Satellite imagery also shows a 40-mile Russian military convoy outside of the capital of Kiev. Some tanks have actually run out of fuel. Talks between Russian officials and Ukraine in Belarus resulted in an agreement only to keep talking Monday. Russian uh, Vladimir Zelensky says he is Russia's number one target and his family. There are reports Russian forces want to assassinate Zelensky. 210 casualties are reported since the invasion began last Thursday. Americans are weighing in on the invasion of Ukraine by Russia. A new CNN poll finds 83 percent favor economic sanctions against Russia. 62 percent want the United States to do more to stop the invasion. If economic sanctions fail, 42 percent said they favor more direct U.S. military involvement against Russia. But a majority, 58 percent, are opposed to such a move. The majority of those polled oppose military actions should sanctions fail. 60 percent of independents and 58 percent of both Democrats and Republicans oppose military actions should those sanctions fail. 77 WABC time check is 506. Let's take a look at your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Mostly cloudy skies today, a high near 47. The wind chill between 25 and 35 degrees. Tonight, we have a 20% chance of showers before 11 p.m. Mostly cloudy skies, a low down to 38. And tomorrow, mostly sunny skies with a high near 50. And continuing now with our 77 WABC early news. Deadly gun violence inside of California, inside of a California church. A man used a military-style AR-15 assault weapon to kill his children before turning that weapon on himself Monday. This happened inside the Church of Sacramento late Monday afternoon. The fourth person was the children's chaperone. Here's Sacramento County Sheriff Scott Jones. You know, not that every instance turns out like this, but enough of them do for us to, to, to see this tragedy replay over and over again. Police say the victims were targeted. The shooter had a restraining order against him. 77 WABC time check, 507. Let's head to traffic and transit with Frank Diaz. Hey, Deb, good morning. Well, it's looking pretty quiet out there right now. The inbound George Washington Bridge, Lincoln and Holland Tunnels all looking pretty quiet at the moment. Heading over to the island in Freeport, we got two lanes closed on Sunrise Highway eastbound between Meadowbrook Parkway and Babylon Turnpike due to some road construction at the moment. Also, some construction in East Islip on Sunrise Highway on the service road eastbound between Carlton Avenue and the Southern State Parkway. That's taken out the right lane over there. 
Headed over to Yonkers on the New York State Thruway on I-87 northbound at exit 1. That off-ramp is closed due to some emergency water main repairs. Also on Route 218 between Cornwall and West Point. That's closed in both directions due to weather-related slide hazards. So 9W is your best way around that. Headed over to Staten Island on the westbound side of the lower level of the Verrazano. That's closed off due to some construction. We're also heading to Queens on the Vanwick Expressway northbound between the Belt Parkway and Rockway Boulevard. we got two lanes out there closed due to construction. Right now, no major transit delays to report. Alternate site parking rules are in effect today. I'm Frank Diaz with Traffic on the 7s for 77 WABC. Thanks, Frank. And once again, your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. We have a mostly cloudy day today, our high near 47. Overnight, 20 percent chance of showers before 11 p.m., then mostly cloudy, the lows 38. And a mostly sunny day tomorrow, the high near 50. Heavy security around the U.S. Capitol ahead of President Joe Biden's State of the Union address today. The U.S. National Guard is on standby, although law enforcement says there is no credible threat. Here's U.S. Capitol Police Assistant Chief Sean Gallagher. We are very confident in the security plan that is put forth for the State of the Union with all the partners standing up here and the other partners that are not able to be here today. Once we get through the State of the Union and have a successful event, a decision will be made soon after about the removal of that fence. Officials in the nation's capital area also are preparing for the People's Convoy, similar to Canada's Freedom Convoy. The truckers departed California last week on their way to the nation's capital in protest of COVID-19 mandates. The State of the Union speech starts at 9 p.m. More on the People's Convoy headed to Washington, D.C. Several trucks were actually involved in a crash in Oklahoma on their way from California to Washington. State troopers had to shut down the Will Rogers Turnpike Sunday due to this crash between two semi-tractor trailers and two pickup trucks. Here's one trucker talking to WJLA in Washington. We are here trying to make a statement that we do have freedoms, we do have rights, and this, these weren't given to us by the government. They were given this to, to us unable rights by God, by our Creator. Truckers are expected to arrive on the Belt Parkway and the National Mall in protest of COVID mandates. President Biden has extended the national emergency declaration for the COVID pandemic passed today, March 1st, to ensure waivers and Medicaid coverage flexibilities continue. Well, Russian vodka may be scarce. Some U.S. governors have ordered state-owned liquor stores to stop selling Russian-made and branded vodkas in a show of support for Ukraine. Governors in Ohio, New Hampshire, Pennsylvania, and Utah among those issuing the order. Many bars and restaurants are also pulling Russian alcohol from their shelves. This bartender told WYFF, we just decided that we were going to stop serving uh, Russian manufactured alcohol, specifically vodka, like Russian standard. And we have decided to trade those out with Ukrainian manufactured alcohols. In Canada, the Ontario Liquor Control Board has also pulled Russian-made products from 679 store shelves. Russian-produced vodkas account for 18.5 million of the 1.4 billion vodka import market in the United States. President Biden's approval ratings are sinking to historic lows. 
What does this mean for the Democratic Party as a whole? And will state races be impacted as well? WABC Radio's Lydia Serrani goes in-depth on this issue with political analyst Doug Sheinkoff. And this is Lydia Serrani on the line with me right now is political analyst Doug Schoen. How are you, sir? Very good. Happy to be of help. Okay, so this war is continuing. It's raging on in Ukraine. And as we speak, President Biden's approval numbers are plummeting. What is it now, 37 percent? 37 in the most recent poll, yes. When is the last time we've seen a president with this low of approval rating? Will it get even lower? Well, at its worst, Trump was, I think, two or three points higher than this. Um, It's a long time. I think uh, George W. Bush briefly hit uh, levels this low uh, during his presidency. But this is very rare indeed. 2024, they say the big matchup could be Trump against Hillary, against AOC. What's your feeling? Is Biden a lame duck? Well, I think Biden is unlikely for a variety of reasons, both approval, his age, uh, I think his wellness. He doesn't seem as sharp as perhaps he was once. I think it's unlikely he runs for re-election, and I think the Democrats will need another candidate, and I've written elsewhere that it's probably and most likely to be Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton, when she was at the Democratic uh, convention here in New York, she did bring up Trump quite a bit. Yes, she did. I took that speech to be a ratification that the argument I made in my Wall Street Journal piece about her ambitions is exactly right. And Governor Hochul, too, kept talking about Trump Republicans, and they keep bringing him up over and over and over again. What is the point behind that? Well, I think there is a sense that Trump, outside of the Republican Party, is not that popular, and that they can leverage his uh, unpopularity with independents and some swing Democrats. Is there any way that Biden can turn this around? I mean, I guess he can turn it around if we gets the war settled on favorable terms, is able to bring down both interest rates and inflation. Uh, But so far, both of those large goals seems uh, at best uh, hard to achieve. Right now, because a lot of Americans are blaming him for the war, they're also blaming him for these sky-high oil prices that are only going to get higher now. And they are getting higher, and I think that's part of the problem. Will there be a red wave across the United States? I think if there was an election tomorrow, there would be a red wave. I'm looking at one. I think the polling I've seen shows that the Republicans will win 35 to 50 seats in the House and potentially three or four Senate seats. Could there be even a Republican governor of New York? Is that possible? I mean, it's possible. I still would make the Democrats and most likely Kathy Hochul the favorite, but You never say never, particularly with the low approval ratings the Biden administration has. Well, thank you so much, political analyst Doug Schoen, and come back anytime. Great. Thanks for having me. And again, this is Lydia Serrani for 77 WABC News. All right. Thank you to Lydia Serrani and Doug Schoen. The lowest approval rating on record was for President Richard Nixon. He received only a 24 percent approval rating back in 1974. 77WABC Time Check 515. I'm Deborah Valentine with your 77WABC Early News. Justin Ellick has sports. 
Yes, I do, Deb. I am Justin Ellick here with your early news sports update. The Brooklyn Nets hosted the Toronto Raptors yesterday at the Barclays Center, and you guessed it, suffered another bad loss as they fall hard, 133-97. to Raptors rookie Scotty Barnes showed out against the depleted Nets, going for a game-high 28 points on 12-14 of from the field. The two teams will play again tonight at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time in Toronto, so we shall see if Brooklyn can figure out a way to slow down the hot-handed rookie by... Then, as for the Knickerbockers, they get another shot at James Harden and the Sixers tomorrow night in Philly. On the ice last night, it was just the Devils who took a skate at home against the Vancouver Canucks. The Devs made easy work of the Canucks, spurring them 7-2 with three goals in each of the first two periods. Jack Hughes had a goal and an assist to win a showdown with his older brother, Quinn, a Vancouver defenseman. will be treated to a tri-state battle at the Garden on Friday night when the Devils are set to pay the Rangers a visit. Last but not least, the Islanders are also set to face off tonight in Colorado against the Avalanche. That game is scheduled for a 9 p.m. Eastern time start. Now for an update on the MLB lockout, as both sides have paused CBA negotiations after a marathon day of talks yesterday, MLB has agreed to move the deadline for an agreement to 5 p.m. this evening before regular season games start to fall off the board. The two parties are hopeful that a deal will be reached just in the nick of time. Also out of the baseball world, former Yankee great Derek Jeter announced on Monday that he has stepped down as CEO of the Miami Marlins and will also be giving up his 4% stake in the franchise. In a statement released yesterday, Jeter said, quote, The vision for the future of the franchise is different than the one I signed up to lead. Alrighty, Captain. The captain's decision has sent additional shockwaves throughout the industry. Here are the early news sports update. I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. Thanks, Justin. And Frank Diaz has traffic and transit. Hey, Deb. Well, it's still looking pretty quiet out there in the Bronx on the Bruckner Expressway westbound at the Bronx River Park, where we got a disabled vehicle blocking the center lane over there. Headed into the city on 6th Avenue between West 57th and Central Park, along with 58th Street eastbound between 7th Avenue and 6th Avenue. Those areas closed off because of falling ice, so be careful walking around there. About George Washington Bridge, Lincoln and Holland all looking pretty good at the moment. Heading to the island in Freeport, we still got those two lanes closed on Sunrise Highway eastbound between Motorbook Parkway and Babylon Turnpike due to some road construction. So also some construction in East Islip on Sunrise Highway Service Road eastbound between Carlton Avenue and the Southern State Parkway. That's taken out the right lane there. Over to Yonkers in the New York State Thruway at I-87 northbound at Exit 1. That off-ramp is still closed due to some emergency water main repairs. Also 218 between Cornwall and West Point closed off in both directions due to weather-related slide hazards. So 9W is your best way around that. No major transit delays at the moment. Alternate site parking rules are in effect. I'm Frank Diaz with traffic on the 7s for 77 WABC. Thanks, Frank. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Mostly cloudy skies today are high 47. The wind chill between 25 and 35. Overnight, a 20% chance of showers, then mostly cloudy skies with a low of 38. Tomorrow, mostly sunny skies, a high near 50. Right now, 33 degrees, mostly cloudy skies. Frank Morano has your business report. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. Wall Street was mixed at Monday's close to wrap up a volatile month. Stocks fell as investors weighed developments in the Russia-Ukraine crisis. Defense stocks rose while bank shares slid on the final trading day of February at the closing bell. The Dow Jones lost 166 points, the S&P 500 fell 10, and the Nasdaq rose 56 points. In a new report, Goldman Sachs says inflation in the United 
United States may not cool off this year as many had hoped. Given that uncertainty, Goldman Sachs is raising its inflation outlook. It expects that core PCE inflation, the Federal Reserve's preferred price metric, will decelerate to 3.7% at the end of the year. That's a jump from Goldman's previous forecast of 3.1% and almost double the Fed's goal of 2%. The New York Stock Exchange and NASDAQ stock market halted trading of Russian stocks in the U.S. on Monday as President Biden implemented new sanctions against Moscow's financial institutions. The Treasury Department announced Monday implementation of new sanctions targeting the Russian central bank and state investment funds, which essentially leaves Russian President Vladimir Putin's war chest unusable in the latest retaliation for his invasion of Ukraine. U.S. tech companies like Google, Facebook, and Twitter have started to respond to Russia's invasion of Ukraine by attempting to stop the spread of disinformation and demonetizing ads that run on Russian state media accounts. Meta, which owns Facebook, said it removed a network run by people in Russia and Ukraine that ran websites pretending to be news outlets over the weekend. Facebook said it also demonetized Russian state media accounts and began to add new safety features to Ukrainian accounts, like the option to lock a user profile or hide a friends list. I'm Frank Morano with your business report on 77 WABC. I'll be back at 1 a.m. on the other side of midnight. Thank you, Frank. And taking a look at Dow futures this morning in the red, the Dow down 213 points right now. The S&P has dropped 32 points and the Nasdaq is down 137 points. Crude oil is up $2.90 a barrel at $98.68. As for gold, that is in the green, up $19.20 this morning at $1,919.90 an ounce. It's the WABC Early News. Good morning, Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. Well, New York State is not doing business with Russia. New York's Governor Kathy Hochul Sunday signed an executive order stopping state investments and purchases involving Russia. We'll be calling on all divestments from state money. We're working with our controller on that as well as uh, investments in any company or institution that is on a list of Russian uh, headquartered entities. The state's sanctions will remain as long as the federal government's sanctions remain in place. Hoko also said that Ukrainian refugees are welcome in New York. Manhattan Borough President Mark Levine called for more actions against Russia, including the seizing of properties owned by Russian oligarchs. More on Governor Hochul. At the New York State Republican Convention in Garden City, GOP party chair Nick Langworthy trashed Democratic New York Governor Kathy Hochul. Langworthy said Hochul is not different from disgraced ex-Governor Andrew Cuomo, with one exception. She wears a skirt and heels. Langworthy thinks mounting worries about public safety could help Republicans making fundraising and voter registration strides in the blue state. Ever notice how Kathy Hochul, she never utters a critical word about her former boss. The man she dutifully served alongside for seven long years. And you know why? Because Kathy Hochul was complicit in the decisions of that administration. Hochul has been criticized by some progressive activists and women's rights groups for not demanding former Governor Cuomo resign prior to the state attorney general's report. 
The AG's report forced Cuomo's resignation after the report alleged Cuomo sexually harassed 11 women. More from the convention. Today is the second and final day of the New York State Republican Party convention out on Long Island. On Monday, Republicans tapped Michael Henry for state attorney general and Paul Rodriguez for state comptroller. Rodriguez outlined his agenda. Businesses that once thrived in our state and provided well-paying jobs, stability, and a good standard of living to New Yorkers have left due to high taxation and erosion of services and public safety. And party leaders are also selecting their candidates for governor, lieutenant governor, and U.S. Senate. The GOP state convention is being held at the Garden City Hotel in Nassau County. Caught the man captured on surveillance video, smearing human feces on a woman's face and head at the 241st Street subway station is under arrest. Police say 37-year-old Frank Abronqua was arrested Monday. He is charged with forcible touching, menacing, disorderly conduct, and harassment. New York City Mayor Eric Adams reacted to the incident during a press conference Monday afternoon. Human waste, someone spitting in your face, uh, you know, those are real signs of mental health Issues, And we keep going back to that conversation and we really must dig into how we're dealing with these mental health issues. You can see video of the attack of the 43 year old female victim as she sat on a bench at the Wakefield station. The video is on our website, WABCRadio.com. More subway violence. Two strap hangers were left bloodied following violent subway attacks in Manhattan on Sunday. A 34-year-old man sitting on a northbound F subway train at the 14th Street Union Square station was suddenly hit in his face. A 28-year-old man was cut on his right hand while walking in a stairwell at the West 4th Street station. MTA head Jano Lieber is in full support of New York City's new anti-crime plan for the New York City subway system. He told ABC7. They're going to be attacking the problem, and we're thrilled about that. We're, we're really appreciative of the city's commitment to take on this this problem of homelessness in the system and the sense of disorder, which, you know, has crept into the system a little bit during COVID. Police and outreach officials are targeting the mentally ill and the homeless. So far, no arrests in the two cases we just mentioned. An Asian grandmother has died weeks after being hit in her face with a rock. 61-year-old Ying Ma suffered brain damage. Ma immigrated from China four years ago. She was sweeping her sidewalk in Jackson Heights, Queens, when she was attacked by a homeless man. Last month, her husband told ABC7 there was hope after she showed some signs of improvement. That's the first time we was know she was awakened. I am happy. I am so happy. Police arrested 32-year-old Eli Saul Perez in connection with last November's attack. Ma's family worries the hate crime has made other Asians in the city fearful. 77 WABC Time Check, 527. Frank Diaz has traffic and transit. 
Hey, Deb, well, in Uniondale on Nassau Road between Uniondale Avenue and Argyle Avenue on both sides, that area is closed off due to a police-involved shooting that happened earlier. Heading into the city, we got some Stabago traffic in Brooklyn on the BQE eastbound between Hamilton Avenue and Cabin Plaza. And over to the Bronx on the Bruckner Expressway westbound at the Bronx River Parkway, we got a disabled vehicle blocking the center lane over there. Headed to Jersey, you're starting to see some traffic pick up on the Turnpike, Garden State Parkway, and I-287. If you're heading into the city, you're starting to see some stop traffic in Elizabeth near Exit 14, headed to I-78. Inbound, George Washington Bridge, Lincoln and Hall, and all looking pretty good at the moment. Heading over to the island in Freeport, we still got those two lanes closed on Sunrise Highway eastbound between Middlebrook Parkway and the Babylon Turnpike due to some road construction, as is an east ice slip on Sunrise Highway eastbound over there between Carlton Avenue and the Southern State Parkway. That's taking out the right lane over there. And Yonkers on the New York State Thruway at I-87 northbound at Exit 1, the off-ramp over there is closed due to some emergency water main repairs also route 218 uh, between cornwall and west point on both sides is closed because of weather related slide hazards so 9w your alternate route over there no major transit delays at the moment alternate side parking rules are in effect i'm frank diaz of traffic on the sevens for 77 wabc thanks frank and your forecast from the ramsey mazda weather center mostly cloudy skies today but a bit warmer the high near 47 the wind chill between 25 and 35 There's a 20% chance of showers until 11 p.m., mostly cloudy skies overnight, the lows 38. Tomorrow, mostly sunny skies with a high near 50. Right now, 33 degrees, mostly cloudy skies. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. Well, Derek Jeter announced on Monday that he has stepped down as CEO of the Miami Marlins. The decision sent shockwaves through the industry on the day of Major League Baseball's self-imposed deadline to try and finalize a new collective bargaining agreement and preserve the start of the regular season. Jeter said the vision for the future of the franchise is different than the one I signed up to lead. Now is the right time for me to step aside as a new season begins. Jeter, the Hall of Fame shortstop who enjoyed an illustrious 20-year career with the New York Yankees, joined the Bruce Sherman-led group that purchased the Marlins from Jeffrey Loria for $1.2 billion in September 2017. 77 WABC Time Check 529. We'll be back right after this. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Listen to this podcast now on the Red Apple Podcast Network. American Lives Matter with Bernard McGurk. They did censor a congressman for posting a meme of a cartoon of him killing Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Remember Kathy Griffin holding the head of Donald Trump after it was severed? She's holding the bloody head. Remember Snoop Dogg executing President Trump? So many other instances, Johnny Depp, Madonna, etc. Nobody was outraged. Nobody cared. And yet you have people like Elon Omar saying on 9-11... Well, some people did some things. (laughs) She's on some uh, important committee down there, some National Security Committee. Maxine Waters, you get up there and get out in their faces. Don't let them breathe or whatever the hell she said. Anyway, this one woman, she's fighting back. She's a congresswoman from uh, Colorado. I love this lady. This is what we have to do, folks. We have to fight these people. No more rolling over. No more groveling. No more apologizing. Download all of Red Apple Media's podcasts right now through your favorite podcast platform. The Charlie Kirk Show, entertaining and informative talk. Someone like Trudeau is going to come to America very soon if we do not get our act together. Someone who's young, charismatic, smug, super beta male, doesn't really understand what the country stands for, but is willing to use force as a coping mechanism for his deconstructionist globalist type agenda. 
The Charlie Kirk Show, weekdays at noon on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Brian Kilmeade, entertaining and informative. If these truck drivers bring real life to them, express their outrage, you can't just ruin people's lives, destroy the mental and emotional health of kids, and go ahead and go about your life. We understand that you're living a double life that you're forcing us to go through. Brian Kilmeade, weekdays 10 to noon, after Bernie and Sid in the morning. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Entertaining and informative. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. It's the top five at 530. President Biden responds to Russian President Putin's ordering of nuclear deterrent forces on high alert as the Russian invasion of Ukraine enters its sixth day. President Biden under fire from Republicans at the state nominating convention in Nassau County. The GOP is criticizing the Biden administration's response to the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Worldwide financial sanctions on Russia are causing financial chaos in Russia. The value of the ruble has plummeted and billions in Russian accounts are frozen. The latest on fighting in Ukraine. A 40-mile-long caravan of Russian troops is seen outside of the capital of Kiev. A new poll finds Americans support sanctions imposed on Russia, but many say they want the U.S. to do more to help Ukraine as attacks by Russian forces continues. U.S. President Joe Biden is downplaying Russian President Vladimir Putin's threat of nuclear war. Putin announced he's placed his country's nuclear forces on a state of special combat readiness. Mr. President, should Americans be worried about nuclear war? No. U.S. officials said Monday there is no need to change the country's nuclear alert level. Satellite imagery shows a 40-mile Russian military convoy marching towards Ukraine's capital of Kiev. Some Republican lawmakers are urging President Biden to consider implementing a no-fly zone over Ukraine. However, the administration has ruled that out for now. Well, the New York State Republican Convention is underway out on Long Island. The GOP attacked President Joe Biden's Democratic administration over its response to the invasion of Ukraine by Russia. Here's former New York Governor George Pataki. We have a weak president who has failed to defend our allies at times of desperate need. Republicans return for the second and final day of the Republican state convention today. The GOP will officially nominate the party's picks for governor and lieutenant governor. Ukrainian-born New York City Councilwoman Ina Vernikov is slotted for a top speaking slot during today's program. Russia's financial system is in chaos. Financial sanctions imposed by the United States, Western allies, the U.K. and the E.U. are crippling the ruble following Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Here's Democratic Virginia Senator Mark Warner. We've seen these financial sanctions at the level of almost uh, financial war, if 
Russia builds up all these billions, but you can't settle in dollars because that becomes the, uh, the currency that generally these energy settlements are made in. Um, that's a good sign. The ruble plunged Monday after the U.S. and its allies cut Russia off from roughly $600 billion in reserves held by the Central Bank of Russia and cut ties to SWIFT, the global financial banking system. The sanctions also cut off Russia from access to the U.S. dollar as its value climbs. Russian forces continued to shell Ukraine's second largest city, Kharkiv. Satellite imagery also shows a 40-mile Russian military convoy outside of the capital of Kiev. Some tanks have actually run out of fuel. Talks between Russian officials and Ukraine in Belarus resulted in an agreement only to keep talking. Vladimir Zelensky says he is Russia's number one target and his family. There are reports Russian forces want to assassinate Zelensky. 210 casualties are reported since the invasion began last Thursday. Americans are weighing in on the invasion of Ukraine by Russia. A new CNN poll finds 83 percent favor economic sanctions against Russia. Sixty two percent want the United States to do more to stop the invasion. If economic sanctions fail, 42 percent said they favor more direct U.S. military involvement against Russia. But a majority, 58 percent, are opposed to such a move. The majority of those polled oppose military sanctions should sanctions fail. 60 percent of independents and 58 percent of both Democrats and Republicans oppose military actions should sanctions fail. 77 WABC time check 537. Let's head over to Frank Diaz with a look at traffic and transit. Hey, Deb. Well, in Newark on the New Jersey Turnpike, Eastern Spur southbound at Southern Mixing Bowl, we got a disabled vehicle blocking the left lane over there. Otherwise, inbound George Washington Bridge, Lincoln and Holland all looking pretty good coming into the city. Heading over to the island in Freeport, we got two lanes blocked on Sunrise Highway eastbound between Meadowbrook Parkway and Babylon Turnpike due to some road construction. We also have a uh, right lane blocked on the Sunrise Highway eastbound between Carlton Avenue and the Southern State Parkway. Also due to construction. Over to Yonkers on the New York State Thruway on I-87 northbound at exit 1. That off-ramp still closed due to emergency water main repairs. We also have 218 between Cornwall and West Point closed in both directions due to weather-related slide hazards, so 9W is your best way around that situation over there. Over to Uniondale on Nassau Road between Uniondale Avenue and Argyle Avenue. Both sides that area is closed off due to police-involved shooting right now. In the city, we got some stop-and-go traffic in Brooklyn on the BQE eastbound between Hamilton Avenue and Cabinet Plaza. I have it over the Bronx on the Bruckner Expressway westbound of the Bronx River Parkway. We got that disabled vehicle. Now it's blocking the right and center lanes over there, so try to avoid that area. No major transit delays at the moment. Alternate site parking rules are in effect. I'm Frank Diaz with traffic on the 7s for 77 WABC. Thanks, Frank. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Mostly cloudy skies today are highs near 47. Overnight, we have a 20% chance of showers before 11 p.m., mostly cloudy skies, the low down to 38. Tomorrow, mostly sunny skies, warmer, the high near 50. Right now, 33 degrees, mostly cloudy skies. Deadly gun violence inside of a California church. 
A man used a military-style AR-15 assault weapon to kill his children before turning the weapon on himself Monday inside the Church of Sacramento late Monday afternoon. The fourth person was the children's chaperone. Here's Sacramento County Sheriff Scott Jones. You know, not that every instance turns out like this, but enough of them do for us to, to, to see this tragedy replay over and over again. Police say the victims were targeted. The shooter had a restraining order against him. Well, there's heavy security around the U.S. Capitol ahead of President Joe Biden's State of the Union address today. The U.S. National Guard is on standby, although law enforcement says there is no credible threat. Here's U.S. Capitol Police Assistant Chief Sean Gallagher. We are very confident in the security plan that is put forth for the State of the Union with all the partners standing up here and the other partners that are not able to be here today. Once we get through the State of the Union and have a successful event, a decision will be made soon after about the removal of that fence. Officials in the nation's capital area also are prepared for the People's Convoy, similar to Canada's Freedom Convoy. The truckers departed California last week on their way to the nation's capital in protest of COVID-19 mandates. The State of the Union speech begins at 9 p.m. Well, more on the People's Convoy headed to D.C., Several trucks were involved in a crash in Oklahoma on their way from California to Washington. State troopers had to shut down the Will Rogers Turnpike Sunday due to this crash between two semi-tractor trailers and two pickup trucks. Here's one trucker talking to WJLA in Washington. We are here trying to make a statement that we do have freedoms, we do have rights, and it's, these weren't given to us by the government. They were given this to, to us unable rights by God, by our creator. Truckers are expected to arrive on the Belt Parkway and the National Mall in protest of COVID-19 mandates. President Biden has extended the national emergency declaration for the COVID-19 pandemic passed today, March 1, to ensure waivers and Medicaid coverage flexibilities continue. Well, Russian vodka may be scarce. Some U.S. governors have ordered state-owned liquor stores to stop selling Russian-made and branded vodkas in a show of support for Ukraine. Governors in Ohio, New Hampshire, Pennsylvania, and Utah among those issuing the order. Many bars and restaurants are also pulling Russian alcohol from their shelves. This bartender told WYFF. We just decided that we were going to stop serving uh, Russian manufactured alcohol, specifically vodka, like Russian standard. And we have decided to trade those out with Ukrainian manufactured alcohols. In Canada, the Ontario Liquor Control Board has also pulled Russian-made products from 679 store shelves. Russian-produced vodkas account for 18.5 million of the 1.4 billion vodka import market in the United States. Well, the possibility of former First Lady Michelle Obama succeeding President Joe Biden as the 2024 Democratic nominee for president surfacing again. Former Trump aide Monica Crowley warned the former first lady would be a formidable opponent to former President Donald Trump. Michelle Obama has previously dismissed the idea of running for the White House. She threw her support behind Biden in the 2020 election. Thankfully, we have the chance to elect a president who can meet this moment. 
a leader who has the character and the experience to put an end to this chaos, start solving these problems, and help lighten the load for families all across the country. And that leader is Joe Biden. Crowley made her comments down in Orlando, Florida, during CPAC, the Republican Conservative Political Action Committee gathering. Attendees there in a straw poll gave 59 percent support to former President Donald Trump as their potential GOP nominee for president. The International Olympic Committee and FIFA are taking a stand against Russia's invasion of Ukraine. The Olympic Committee is urging sports bodies to exclude the country's athletes and officials from international events. FIFA, the governing body of soccer, has excluded Russia from a World Cup qualifying match on March 24th. Poland has refused to play the scheduled game against Russia. Former chairman of the Football Association, David Bernstein, told the BBC that FIFA's president was wrong to delay banning Russia from competing in the World Cup. His relationship with Russia is obviously a close one, as you can see from the photos of him receiving medals from um, from Putin. Um, so, uh, you know, the relationships were just too close. I think their reaction um, has done a great deal of damage to FIFA in particular, and not, not much credit to football generally. The Olympic body's call also applies to athletes and officials from Belarus, which supports Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Well, the Biden administration Monday dispatched former senior defense officials to Taiwan. It's a show of support. The Russian invasion of Ukraine has prompted questions about China's possible invasion of Taiwan. China and Russian are allies. The Taiwan visit is led by Mike Mullen. He's a former chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. In recent months, China has stepped up aggression against Taiwan. Nine Chinese aircraft entered Taiwan's airspace air defense zone last Thursday, the day Russian troops invaded Ukraine. Taiwan's president has ordered its military and intelligence security on high alert amid signals of Western weakness after the U.S. failed to prevent Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Again, I'm Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News, 77 WABC Time Check 545. Justin Ellick has a look at sports. Thank you, Deb. I am Justin Ellick here with the early news sports update. The Brooklyn Nets hosted the Toronto Raptors yesterday at the Barclays Center, and you guessed it, suffered, suffered another bad loss as they fall 133 to 97. What do you mean she guessed it? I didn't hear a guess at the Nets loss. When did you say I guessed the Nets loss? Nobody guessed that. Well, you just said she guessed it. Nobody. What do you mean? I said you guessed it. Well, like who, the I didn't guess anything. It. Like the listeners guessed it. The listeners guessed it. So yeah. some listener texted you and said, hey, I guessed the Nets loss last night. Yeah. Okay. You want to sh- show that documentation to me right now? Why do I have to? Just to prove it. I have nothing to prove to you. <laughs> <laughs> Raptors rookie Scotty Barnes showed out against the depleted Nets, going for a game-high 28 points of 12 of 14 from the field. The two teams will play again tonight at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time in Toronto. So we shall see if Brooklyn can figure out a way to slow down the hot-handed rookie by then. As for the Knickerbockers, they get another shot at James Harden and the Sixers tomorrow night in Philly. On the ice last night, it was just the Devils who took a skate at home against the Vancouver Canucks. They made uh, they they buried the Canucks pretty easily, 7-2 with three goals in each of the first two periods. Jack Hughes had a goal and an assist on the night. Uh, Spectacular! We'll, we'll be treated to a tri-state battle at the Garden on Friday night when the Devils are set to pay the Rangers. I actually guessed that Jack Hughes would have a goal and an assist before the game last night. 
I guessed it. Who's uh, who's? Do you know they, he was playing his brother? Yes. Oh, okay. Phil Hughes, yeah. former Yankee pitcher. No, it's not Phil Hughes, but that's a good enough guess. <laughs> Last but not least, the Islanders are also set to face off tonight in Colorado against the Avalanche. That game is scheduled for 9 p.m. Eastern time. Now for an update on the MLB lockout as both sides have paused CBA negotiations after a marathon day of talks yesterday. MLB has agreed to move the deadline for an agreement to 5 p.m. this evening before regular season games start to fall off the board. Two parties are hopeful that a deal will be reached just in the nick of time. Here with the early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. All right, a little preview of uh, Sid Rosenberg there with Justin Ellick. Of course, we're working our way to the Bernie and Sid in the morning program coming up at 6 o'clock. Frank Diaz has traffic. Hate a lover's quarrel between those two. It's sort of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. Anyway, in Jersey on the Newark and the New Jersey Turnpike, Eastern Spurs southbound at Southern Mixing Bowl. We got a disabled vehicle blocking the left lane over there still. Inbound George Washington, Lincoln and Holland looking pretty good coming into the city right now, heading over to the island in Freeport. We still got those two lanes closed on Sunrise Highway eastbound between Meadowbrook Parkway and Babylon Turnpike with some road construction. Over in uh, Yonkers, we have the New York State Thruway on I-87 northbound at Exit 1. That off-ramp is closed due to emergency water main repairs. Also, Route 218 between Cornwall and West Point is closed in both directions because of weather-related slide hazards. So 9W is your best way around that. Back over to Uniondale on the Nassau Road between Uniondale Avenue and Argyle Avenue. Both sides of that area is closed off due to police-involved shooting. In the city, in the Bronx, we got on the uh, Cross Bronx Expressway northbound at the Alexander Hamilton Bridge. We got an accident blocking the shoulder over there. We're also starting to see some step-and-go traffic at parts of the city. On the Harlem River Drive southbound between 2nd Avenue and the Willis Avenue Bridge. Also in Brooklyn on the BQE eastbound between Hamilton Avenue and Catman Plaza. Also in the Bronx on the Brooklyn Expressway, we still got that accident uh that disabled vehicle, excuse me, blocking the right and center lanes over there. No major transit delays at the moment. Alternate side parking rules are in effect. I'm Frank Diaz with traffic on the 7s for 77 WABC. Thanks, Frank. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Mostly cloudy skies today are high near 47. There's a 20% chance of showers before 11 p.m. Mostly cloudy skies overnight, the low down to 38. Tomorrow, mostly sunny skies, warmer, the high near 50. Right now, 33 degrees, mostly cloudy skies. Frank Morano has your business report. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. Wall Street was mixed at Monday's close to wrap up a volatile month. Stocks fell as investors weighed developments in the Russia-Ukraine crisis. Defense stocks rose while bank shares slid on the final trading day of February at the closing bell. The Dow Jones lost 166 points, the S&P 500 fell 10, and the Nasdaq rose 56 points. In a new report, Goldman Sachs says inflation in the United States may not cool off this year as many had hoped. Given that uncertainty, Goldman Sachs is raising its inflation outlook. It expects that core PCE inflation, the Federal Reserve's preferred price metric, will decelerate to 3.7% at the end of the year. That's a jump from Goldman's previous forecast of 3.1% and almost double the Fed's goal of 2%. The New York Stock Exchange and NASDAQ stock market halted trade of Russian stocks in the U.S. on Monday as President Biden implemented new sanctions against Moscow's financial institutions. The Treasury Department announced Monday implementation of new sanctions targeting the Russian central bank and state investment funds, which essentially leaves Russian President Vladimir Putin's war chest unusable in the latest retaliation for his invasion of Ukraine. U.S. tech companies like Google, Facebook, and Twitter have started to respond to Russia's invasion of Ukraine 
by attempting to stop the spread of disinformation and demonetizing ads that run on Russian state media accounts. Meta, which owns Facebook, said it removed a network run by people in Russia and Ukraine that ran websites pretending to be news outlets over the weekend. Facebook said it also demonetized Russian state media accounts and began to add new safety features to Ukrainian accounts like the option to lock a user profile or hide a friends list. I'm Frank Morano with your business report on 77 WABC. I'll be back at 1 a.m. on the other side of midnight. And taking a look at futures, they're in the red right now. Dow futures down 238 points. S&P also in the red down 34. The Nasdaq has fallen 133 in the green. Gold, silver, and crude. Crude oil up $3.06 a barrel to $98.78. Gold has risen $24 this morning to $1,924.70. And silver up just a fraction, actually three cents. It's the WABC Early News. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. Well, New York State is not doing business with Russia. New York's Governor Kathy Hochul Sunday signed an executive order stopping state investments and purchases involving Russia. We'll be calling on all divestments from state money. We're working with our controller on that, as well as uh, investments in any company or institution that is on a list of Russian uh, headquartered entities. The state's sanctions will remain as long as the federal government's sanctions stay in place. Hochul also said that Ukrainian refugees are welcome in New York. Manhattan Borough President Mark Levine called for more actions against Russia, including the seizing of properties owned by Russian oligarchs. More on Governor Hochul. At the New York State Republican Convention in Garden City, GOP Party Chairman Nick Langworthy trashed Democratic New York Governor Kathy Hochul. Langworthy said Hochul is not different from disgraced ex-Governor Andrew Cuomo, with one exception. She wears a skirt and heels. Langworthy thinks mounting worries about public safety could help Republicans make fundraising and voter registration strides in the blue state. Ever notice how Kathy Hochul, she never utters a critical word about her former boss, the man she dutifully served alongside for seven long years. And you know why? Because Kathy Hochul was complicit in the decisions of that administration. Hochul has been criticized by some progressive activists and women's rights groups for not demanding former Governor Cuomo resign prior to the state attorney general's report. The AG's report forced Cuomo's resignation after the report alleged Cuomo sexually harassed 11 women. More from the convention. Today is the second and final day of the New York State Republican Party convention out on Long Island. On Monday, Republicans tapped Michael Henry for state attorney general and Paul Rodriguez for state comptroller. Rodriguez outlined his agenda. Businesses that once thrived in our state and provided well-paying jobs, stability, and a good standard of living to New Yorkers have left due to high taxation and erosion of services and public safety. Party leaders are also selecting their candidates for governor, lieutenant governor, and U.S. Senate. The GOP state convention being held at the Garden City Hotel in Nassau County. 
caught the man captured on surveillance video, allegedly smearing human feces on a woman's face and head at the 241st Street subway station, is under arrest. Police say that 37-year-old Frank Abrakwa was arrested Monday. He is charged with forcible touching, menacing, disorderly conduct and harassment. New York City Mayor Eric Adams reacted to this incident during a press conference Monday afternoon. Human waste, someone spitting in your face, uh, you know, those are real signs of mental health issues. And we keep going back to that conversation and we really must dig into how we're dealing with these mental health issues. You can see video of Monday's attack of the 43-year-old female victim as she sat on a bench at the Wakefield station. The video is on our website, wabcradio.com. More subway violence. Two strap hangers were left bloodied following violent subway attacks in Manhattan on Sunday. A 34-year-old man sitting on a northbound F subway train at the 14th Street Union Square station was suddenly hit in his face. A 28-year-old man was cut on his right hand while walking in a stairwell at the West 4th Street subway station. MTA head Jano Lieber is in full support of New York City's new anti-crime plan for the subways. He told ABC7. They're going to be attacking the problem, and we're thrilled about that. We're, we're really appreciative of the city's commitment to take on this, this problem of homelessness in the system and the sense of disorder, which you know has crept into the system a little bit during COVID. Police and outreach officials are targeting the mentally ill and the homeless. So far, no arrests in the two cases we just mentioned. An Asian grandmother has died weeks after being hit in her face with a rock. 61-year-old Ying Ma suffered brain damage. Ma immigrated from China four years ago. She was sweeping her sidewalk in Jackson Heights, Queens, when she was attacked by a homeless man. Last month, her husband told ABC7 there was hope after she showed signs of improvement. That's the first time we was know she was awakened. I am happy. I am so happy. Police arrested 32-year-old Eli Saul Perez in connection with last November's attack. Ma's family worries the hate crime has made other Asians in the city fearful. 77 WABC Time Check, 557. Frank Diaz has traffic and transit. Hey, Deb. Well, in Jersey, on Newark and the New Jersey Turnpike, Eastern Spur, southbound at Southern Mixing, but we got that disabled vehicle that was blocking the left lane cleared away now. Inbound George Washington, Lincoln, and Holland Tunnel, all looking pretty good right now still. Over to the island in Uniondale and Nassau Road between Uniondale Avenue and Argyle Avenue on both sides. That area is still closed off due to some uh, due to a police-involved shooting that happened earlier. Over to Freeport, we still got these two lanes closed on Sunrise Highway eastbound between Meadowbrook Parkway and Babylon Turnpike due to some road construction. Also seeing some construction on East Islip on Sunrise Highway, your service road eastbound between Carlton Avenue and the Southern State Parkway. That's taking out the right lane over there. Over to Yonkers on the New York State Thruway at I-87 northbound at Exit 1. That off-ramp is closed due to some emergency water main repairs. Also, Route 218 between Cornwall and West Point closed in both directions due to weather-related slide hazards. So use 9W as your best way around that. Heading into the city in the Bronx, you're still on the Cross Bronx Expressway northbound at the Alexander Hamilton Bridge. You still have an accident blocking the shoulder over there. We're starting to see some stop-and-go traffic in parts of the city. 
Also on the Harlem Overdrive southbound between 2nd Avenue and the Willis Avenue Bridge. And in Brooklyn on the BQE eastbound between Hamilton Avenue, Kevin Plaza. We still have that vehicle on the Bruckner Expressway westbound at the Bronx River Parkway. We got that disabled vehicle, excuse me, blocking the right and center lanes there. No major transit, transit delays at the moment. Alternate side parking rules are in effect. I'm Frank Diaz with traffic on the 7th or 77. Thank you, Frank. And your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Mostly cloudy skies today are high 47. We have a 20% chance of showers before 11 p.m. Mostly cloudy skies overnight, the low down to 38. Tomorrow, even warmer, the high near 50 with mostly sunny skies. Right now, 33 degrees, mostly cloudy. Here's the lineup for the Bernie and Sid program coming up at 6 o'clock right here on 77 WABC. Of course, you've already seen Sid with Justin this morning, gotten a sneak preview. 30 past each hour, the 77 WABC clip of the day. Lydia reports at 825, 32 past each hour. Sid Sports and the Peerless Boilers beat Bernie contest coming up at 940. Bo Dietl at 740, Andrew Giuliani at 840. And we have at 9.05 the CEO of Gastroenterology of Northern New Jersey, George Pavlov. Be with us tomorrow morning for the early news right here on 77 WABC. It's the WABC early news on 77 WABC. WABC Radio is proud to celebrate 100 years. From October 1st, 1921, to music radio, to talk radio's crown jewel.